Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Tom Dyer, who is a franchisee for Patty Smith's and Supreme Leader in Queensland, part of the Concept 8 group. Listen as Tom delves into his background in marketing, why he chose to buy a Patty Smith's franchise, what the appeal is for the QSR sector, and how Uber Eats has helped the QSR industry grow. Listen on to find out more. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Eden Exchange. Today our special guest is Tom Dyer. Now, he's a franchisee with the Concept 8 Group um, and he's involved with the Patty Smiths as well as the Supreme Leader Businesses with Concept 8. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Tom. Pleasure, Raghu, nice to meet you. All right, nice to meet you as well. Now, firstly, look, it's an interesting time to be in your industry. Can you start off by telling us about your background, how you first became involved with Concept8, and what your current role is with the brands, with the company. Yeah, sure. So I'm sort of broadly from a marketing background, and sort of more recently on the last sort of seven or eight years, I've been working in media agencies. So that's primarily my background, the way I became involved um, in QSR and with Concept8 was through um, pitching an idea at one of the guys that, that founded Concept8 and that business didn't eventuate but we sort of stayed in touch and bounced ideas off each other over the years and then this opportunity came up. I was a bit sick of the rat race of corporate life and I thought I'd go for a sea change up to, to Palm Beach in Queensland and that's it basically. I'm, I'm up here running the company, basically managing the store, doing all the admin and yeah, I do that for both Patty Smiths and Supreme Leader. Excellent stuff. And now, look, what are some unique you know, characteristics of the businesses? So, with Patty Smiths, in terms of the offering itself, what's the food speciality and what style of business is Patty Smiths? Yep. So, Patty Smiths is a quick service restaurant. We sort of, the, the positioning of the brand is handcrafted premium burgers. So, we're pretty unique. I think our, our USP in the market is smash patties. The style of the burger is sort of more American than, than your typical Australian burger with a lot with a, an egg and pineapple. We also do, yeah, under the Patty Smith brand, we also do fried chicken and a fried chicken burger. So that's a, a part of the offering too. And then out of the same kitchen, we do Supreme Leader. So that's Korean fried chicken. So basically when we sort of designed the, the kitchen and, and purchased the equipment. We bought a fryer that would have the capacity to do, you know, an additional virtual brand for Uber Eats, which is Supreme Leader. So in addition to the Patty Smith's offering, we also do Korean fried chicken on the side. So it's a very unique business model there that's almost perfectly catered to an extent towards what's going on in the market. Could you yeah. just explain uh, how, how did you have all of those three brands operating in that one kitchen, are there any benefits and you know, synergies that come as a result of that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's definitely synergy and, and, you know, all of the fixed costs for the business, which I would have, you know, we would be incurring anyway for Patty Smith's are sort of covered. So it's only really variable cost for whatever we're making for Supreme Leader that that is really a cost to 
the business. So it really helps to sort of streamline everything and get the most out of both fixed costs but also wages. It's just, yeah, it creates a lot of efficiency by being able to use basically everything is, that it's already existing for Patty Smith and, and just really extend into another category, which, yeah, is really well suited to Uber. And that is another thing. A lot of work has been done, we know, in your model to to cater towards that disruptive element of the Uber Eats. Now, could you delve into that a bit? How, how has the, the brand and the franchise catered to that? And it almost seems like you've pivoted to a way that you're benefiting quite tremendously with that right now. Yeah, absolutely. With what's uh, what's going on in, in um, society more broadly with coronavirus, I think... You know, obviously, it's it's really devastating for our society, but fortunately, you know, because people need to eat and there's not a lot of risk associated with food preparation with regard to corona, um, the government's allowed us to, to stay open and operating. And, you know, I think we are uniquely placed to be able to make a bit of an opportunity out of this. And as long as the government allows us to operate, we'll, we'll do good trade. Like the weekend for me was absolutely one of the busiest, if not the busiest weekend I've had since I opened the business um, in the middle of December 2019. Um, so absolutely, I, I think, you know, the way, we, uh, the, the model for, for Patty Smith and certainly Supreme Leader um, was already pretty heavily focused towards um, takeaway and Uber. I think Grant Lee, the CEO, has been really visionary in embracing Uber because of the the sort of power that Concept8 has, volume that they do. So as I said, I think Grant's been clever in, in positioning the business around Uber and sort of embracing that disruption in the market rather than trying to fight it because you know, really essentially if you if you want to win in this market, you really have to be on board with Uber. That That's true. And, I mean, it's very innovative and it's also, I mean, there's a lot of turmoil going on, but you are uniquely positioned to uh, just by the thought that's gone into that model and how you're placed in that takeaway arena to service a, a big need in the community right now. So it, it is a, it's a unique position to be in. So with that in mind, what do you think the, Patty Smith's brand, as well as concept overall, stands for. So, what do you think makes it so unique in the current market? Well, I think there are two two aspects. I think in terms of the product itself, the Smash Patty is is sort of um, unique in the market. There, I'm sure there are other operators out there that do it, but probably not as well. And I think that leads into the other unique proposition of, of the product and the brand is the the sort of value. It's a great quality burger, Angus and, and Wagyu meat or beef that, you know, comes in at a really reasonable price point compared to competitors. So I think, yeah, the the smash patty and sort of the unique texture that that creates, um, the sort of caramelized crust is a unique, yeah, a unique product in the market. Um, but also the price point that it comes in at for the quality is also, yeah, an advantage to, to Patty Smith's. In relation to Supreme Leader as well, yep. I mean, I, I understand they're all working together, but how do you think that brand stands out from the rest? 
at Concept 8, as I mentioned before, where the team is really sort of on the front foot in terms of Uber and the group recently actually employed someone specifically to manage Uber across the different brands. So Noodlebox, Patty Smith, Supreme Leader, Walk in a Box. And essentially that their job every day is to to specifically look at the marketing, pricing and 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 sort of Uber strategy and looking at how, you know, we can you know, compete the most effectively against other um, businesses on Uber. So I, I think absolutely that is something probably that's pretty unique in the market where you have a resource that is solely dedicated to becoming expert at Uber marketing and, and running a, a virtual brand on, on Uber. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you've already, I mean, the, the company's obviously thought far ahead in relation to most of the market. So a lot of people may be paying catch up right now. Um, so in terms of that positioning, um, it, it's extremely unique. So we really do appreciate having a chat about that specifically today. Now, in terms of the, um, the QSR industry, the franchise is some of the more involved type of franchises on the market. So you know, what's your typical day like and, and how involved are you in the running of the business? So as, as I sort of mentioned earlier on, I'm, I'm actually not from a food background. I've got a real passion for it, but um, I come from a, a media and a marketing background. So it's all been pretty new to me and I knew it was going to be a lot of work and it is. <laughs> but I, I sort of had a bit of a vision going into it that, you know, I would certainly have to work hard and, and invest a lot of time and energy to get it off the ground. But, you know, my, my vision was to sort of hopefully do a few of them and put them under management at some stage so that I wouldn't have to be as hands-on. But currently I'm, I'm, you know, sort of three, four months into setting it up and, and I'm still working pretty hard. Certainly not as hard as I was in the beginning. There was plenty of plenty of work in the lead up to opening the store um, in terms of, you know, admin and, and getting all the, you know, getting the fit out done and all the utilities set up and what have you. Um, I mean, you know, I was sort of doing 14 to 16 hour days, you know, for the first probably four to six weeks. And then once I got the team trained up, I could sort of start to get a little bit more space and, and sort of trusted that the quality was where it needed to be. You know, I'm, training's always ongoing and, and sort of managing um, quality. But, you know, I think after sort of six six to eight weeks, the team sort of had were at the, at the level where I could trust them, you know, I could leave for an hour or two and know that they were, you know, delivering the quality of food that both myself and, and also Concept 8 sort of expected. But, yeah, I'm still doing doing pretty big hours and, and you know, six, seven days a week. But, you know, I've managed to, to put on a couple of supervisors. So I take every second weekend off, more or less. I'm, I'm generally available. But, yeah, I, um, I probably sort of do like a, an 11-day fortnight. But yeah, very much hands-on. I do all the, the ordering and admin pays, all that sort of thing. So yeah, I'd say I'm pretty hands-on. <laughs> Excellent. And we know I mean, in terms of that passion required to build a business, that, I mean, that has to be there. But how much support do you receive as a franchisee in regards to the business management, marketing, training from Concept8? Uh, I have to say Concept8 has been exceptional. The business development manager that I have is amazing he's uh he's you know become a a good friend 
but he is always there. I call him. <laughs> uh, I called him yesterday. I had a, a, an internet problem, and, and he used to be an IT manager, amongst other things. But he helps me resolve everything all the time, whether it's technology or food or you know staffing or whatever. He's um, yeah, he's he's really exceptional and and helps me a lot. And yeah, I think in terms of holding my hand through the process, Concept 8 has been amazing. The induction and onboarding was, you know, really thorough. I was introduced to all the different departments to make sure that I knew the resources that I had available to me through Concept 8. And yeah, once I set up the store, they have a, like Concept 8 gave me a, a national training manager to to come and help me set up the business. And she's fantastic. She's just brilliant at her job and and we're now really good mates too so i feel 100 percent that the concept date has given me everything i need and more to succeed fantastic now given what you've achieved today what are some key things you're proud of on the other side what are some major challenges you've had to overcome to get to where you are today i think yeah the the, the main thing that i'm really proud of and i've actually had quite a bit of feedback on it um you know, on, on social media and, and through um, team members, parents, but I'm just really proud of the team that um, I've built. I think there's been definitely a bit of luck involved, um, but they're just a really amazing group of young kids that, as I said before, I, I sort of try and take a step back whenever I can. And I know that whenever I'm not there, that they're absolutely working their guts out and, you know, they care about the business almost as much as I do. So I think absolutely that's that's the aspect of work that I like the most is is sort of working with, you know, these young kids that are sort of up and coming and, and figuring out what they want to do in life. And, yeah, I, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of working with, with my team and, and, and building them, and that's something I'm absolutely proud of. I think something that I, I find challenging, well, probably... <laughs> It ties into to what I'm most proud of is is also part of what's most challenging. But I think what is most challenging is making sure that the quality of the food is always 100%. You know, and, and unfortunately, sometimes you get complaints. And I know there are sometimes on the weekends, there are long wait times. And here and there, we get, you know, a bad rating from Uber or, a, you know, a written complaint you know, from people saying that they were disappointed, they waited for a long time and that this or that was left out of their food or patty was burnt or something, you know, which is, as a business owner, it's always disappointing to get that feedback, but it's always really useful because it helps me to manage the team and identify, you know, where things are going wrong. And that's why every second weekend I, I do work as much as possible in the business on the front line, like on the grill and on the fryer and, you know, just making sure that I know the quality is where it should be and that I kind of do the continuous training with the team to make sure that they know what's expected and how to do what needs to be done to deliver the level of quality that I expect. I think that is that is an ongoing challenge, but it's, you know, something I focused on and, and yeah, the, the team respond well to and, and take on board the feedback that I give them. So, yeah. Excellent. Now, to take a step back, what's now really driving you to do what you do? So what's getting out of bed in the morning? Definitely a big part of that. I mean, as with any business, it's it's to make money. But 
I wouldn't. I, I, okay, I'll be honest. I think that is probably my, <laughs> my driving motivation is to make money. But a close second is is to to get in there and work with my team. I love them. They're great, great bunch of young kids, and they've all sort of become friends in a way. Um, and I, I love chatting to them about what's going on in their life, and um, yeah, helping a few of them figure out what they want to do in life, or what they want to do next in life, or yeah, I, I think making money and and communicating with the team I've built are, are the two things that get me out of bed. Fantastic. Look. There will be plenty of people listening to this you know, who will be quite interested um, in the concept, what you're doing, how it all works. Uh, any piece of advice you want to give to them you know, prior to inquiring, even before joining, anything you want to tell them about what would make a good franchisee or anything they should be thinking about? I think I would say now's actually a pretty good time to, to get involved in, in franchising or certainly QSR given the regulation of the government. It's sort of takeaway is one of the few businesses that you're able to continue to operate. So I think I'd encourage anyone to, to certainly investigate it and see if it's something for them because I think now is quite a, a, a unique opportunity to get into it where sort of this, this segment is, is flourishing where most other businesses are really struggling um, and will do for the foreseeable future, the next six to 12 months potentially. So I'd certainly encourage anyone to, to have a look at it given the current you know, societal challenge that we have. But in saying that, I also would <laughs> caution them that you know it is a, a lot of work and it's hard work, certainly to set it up, maybe not in the long term if you've sort of got a vision and you know you know what's required and, and how you're going to, the things you need to put in place to, to be able to step back from it a bit. But um, there's certainly, yeah, a lot of work in, in setting up a business and putting a team in place that you can be confident in delivering the quality of food that you expect to be delivered. No, fantastic. Look, it is a very good message to people thinking about this industry. Given the work that's been done in the business, um, in the testimonials of the franchisees, we'll encourage you to have a look at some of the information and branding about the company, um, and you'll see that in many ways they're leading the market in this industry and they're well-equipped to handle the different societal and economic impacts going on in the company, in the, in the country, sorry. So, again, it's been, actually, it's been an absolute pleasure, Tom, chatting you today. Look, we'd love to have you on in soon for an update because it seems like you're going from strength to strength as you keep building your business, and I think it's been a pleasure having a chat to you today. Great. Thanks, Vigu. Nice to meet you, mate. Thanks so much, Tom. Cheers. Bye-bye. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Tom Dyer, who was a franchisee for Patty Smith and Supreme Leader in Queensland, part of the Concept 8 group. To find out more about Patty Smith and Concept 8, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.